Here's where it gets a little bit more complicated. No crunches, no sit up. Yeah. I need to warm up. Everything will be okay once the sun comes up. I might not be enjoying it at this mm. point in time, but the highs are always bigger than the lows. I would just trial and error. Simple as that. I found it a really powerful analogy. No. <laughs> no. Who would hear that from? Our times don't mean anything. And then I ran out of the aid station having to get the ice out. I promised that we'd go to the pub. And so I ran the last 4K. Solid with high time. But when you start to kind of unpack the, all the practical nuances of that, it actually becomes a lot more challenging. That's always the trickiest question to answer, I'll be honest. So physically, yeah, I was pretty broken. We're just recording into a tin cup. <laughs> this is your local <laughs> neighbourhood podcast. Hi, and welcome to Tales from the Mid Pack. I'm your host, Rebecca Hunt. I'll be bringing you stories from everyday runners, experts, and some race recaps. Today we have a follow-up episode with Hoa Ban. Welcome back. Hi, again. We spoke with Hoa about her lead-up to the TDS, which was a 145-kilometre trail race that forms part of the UTMB Running Festival. So if you haven't heard that yet, maybe go back and have a listen. So this race has over 9,000 metres of elevation. Uh, it starts in Italy and yes. ends in France. Yes. And you completed that epic journey and you're now here to... Let's talk about that experience. Mm. Uh, so the translation of TDS I looked up is uh, following in the footsteps of the Dukes of Savoy. So do you think the Dukes chose a good path? Uh, I think the Dukes was a warrior. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a tough one. Yeah. Unexpected tough one. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yep, lots of tree roots and lots of loose rocks. That was quite unexpected as well. Yeah. Comparing to um, other trails that I've done in France. So yeah, but made it and yeah. Because mm, I saw you said it was unexpectedly tough and you've been over there before. Yes, yeah. And yeah. you did call it the, the course designers. Uh, must have been sadistic, you said. Yes, <laughs> definitely. So um, you can blame those jukes. Uh, um, the designers must have um, sat on the couch, putting their feet up and laughing at us. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, you silly runners. Yes. Yeah. Now, you are known for being hardcore with your heels training, like locally known as Queen of Pangana, for how often you go up and down that steep track. You put in huge kilometres, huge elevation. We spoke about your weight vest last podcast, like prep, prep, prep. Um, so... Surely you've, you know, tree roots and rocks and hills, you've encountered them before. What was just so different about this particular event? Uh, well, we did talk about the elevation, mm -hmm. the uh, altitude. So um, unexpected encounters for altitude sickness. <laughs> yeah. Once again, um, you can't really train for that really with Adelaide Hills. Um, no. So, yeah, that, the, the main issue is nutrition, is with altitude, you know, your tummy plays up. How high do you get in that? Uh, above 2,000 most of the time. Okay. So you actually stayed up above 2,000 metres up, which is um, altitude sickness, um, elevation kind of, yeah, point. Yeah, okay. <laughs> So, so you didn't up. dip down no, under that, right? No, was that different know. from the previous different event? Different from the previous event. Right. The yeah. previous goes up and straight down, so your body kind of like have a rest. But this one is pretty much stay up high. Mm. And how long before the event 
did you arrive there? Only two days. Oh, okay. So, hey, so you didn't get to acclimate to the I always do that anyway because it's yeah. nicer to get it, your event out of the way and then have a good holidays rather yep. than yep. stick around for a week and just, you know, waiting for the race. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 Um, so you did endure a lot physically and that's um, a lot of it involved that um, response to the elevation. Mm. So you weren't able to take on nutrition from 50k in a 145k event so Pretty much, what yeah. happened for you there oh just continuously vomiting <laughs> so i've tried everything it's, it's usually a problem solving issue when you're on the trail and this time i just could not solve the problem they say you can't solve the problem you have alternatives but the alternatives weren't working either yeah. i've tried everything that i can think of what did you try? Um, so as an experienced runner, what's your checklist of, okay, I think you said it, it was projectile vomiting yeah, at one point. Much, yeah, um, yeah um, quite a bit. Uh, trialed to get, you know, quite a bit of liquid nutrition in, but it wouldn't stay in either. Um, tried my Lancer. I used to take my Lancer trying to, I thought it was reflux and stuff. Yeah. That's why things don't stay down. Uh, chewing gum, trying to get my tummy move a little bit. Because yep. chewing gum, when you chew, you, you, um, your tummy trying to work through and trying to get things through. That didn't work. Um, I don't know, just um, and stop eating for a while, just, you know, to get things moving and back, keep moving, trying to get things moving. But no, that didn't work either. Um, try a bit of coke. You know, usually I don't do coke too early in the um, in the race, so that didn't work either. <laughs> and eventually, water didn't stay down either, so that was a bit yeah, hard. Not even water. No, yeah. not even water. Um, and then I tried. <laughs> funny, I thought I'll try and get some hydration and um, some salt in. So they yeah, had, they had salami, so I try a few pieces of salami, and that pretty much came straight up, back up. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's just, so just um, nothing. 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 So I just sit lots of uh, a bit of water here and there for like probably 50, 60 k's. It was yeah, it was a long. So long one. how did you keep going when, as you described it, it felt like you had no glycogen or fat or protein left in your body? Mm, nothing. I don't know how it just kept going. My legs were fine. Okay. So that was good. I mean, so all that conditioning paid off. Possibly, because yeah. I use when I do a lot of hiking, elevation hiking, I don't use a lot of nutrition. My sim is not to need it, so perhaps that's conditioning. I'm not yeah. sure. I still don't. I still don't get that one. But yeah, yeah. So because so, you I did guess. almost a hundred k without almost, without yeah. nutrition. Yeah. And without hydration by the sound of it. I know. I know. It's, <laughs> it's weird, but it, it yeah. kept going. So the, re, the only reason that I would have stopped and DNF would have been just my legs weren't working. Yeah. But it, they were still working, so I just kept going. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Um, I was going to ask, how did you keep going psychologically? Because it would have been so unpleasant. It was unpleasant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just kept push on. I mean, there's lots of people around anyway, so that's where you drag, you know, you tag along with a few people, and um, yeah, that's how you keep going, I believe. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, at one point, I think night, night, the second night with no sleep was the hardest. Um, I don't like running or hiking at night by myself. Um, mm. So I, I eventually tagged along with a few French boys who had no English and I had no <laughs> French. Uh, we stayed with each other for a whole night, pretty much. So, um, yeah, that was good <laughs> for me. Yeah. How did you communicate? Or did you just uh, keep each other company? Just keeping each other company. I think company yeah. is quite important at yeah. night when it's pitch dark. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, we did all right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what were the people like on this trail? Did you get? Did you see many people? Did you spend a lot of time? Alone? Yeah, the first day, the yep. first twenty four hours is um, a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I can see lots of characters of people coming <laughs> through as well. Yeah. Uh, funny about this is I find that the the Spanish boys are the one that cries. <laughs> they cry. But they stop walking, which is quite interesting. They would just sit and cry. Okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know, you can yeah. cry. You can keep still walking. You have to keep walking, still hiking and running. Yeah. But yeah, they sit and cry. And the Italians tend to talk a lot, mm-hmm. loud, loud, and they keep walking and keep hiking and keep running. Yeah. Um, the English talk a lot too, but really quietly. <laughs> um, and the Aussies, like me, do a lot of, I don't know, under my breath, um, <laughs> a lot of the words that might not be appropriate if yeah. children are around. Um, yeah, yeah, that's just me, I think. <laughs> and if no one's around and you do it louder, you talk yeah. louder. <laughs> <laughs> so the Aussies are talking to themselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much, yeah. yeah. Who, who seemed the toughest? So you were saying the Spanish boys would stop walking to deal with their feelings. Who seemed the toughest? I reckon the British. Yeah? Yeah, they talk a lot, but they move a lot yeah. with it. Yeah. So it, sometimes I'll tag along with a few British boys and girls. There's not a lot of girls on the trail, by the way. Oh, right. This race, yeah. Okay. yeah the percentage is quite um, low with the females. Anyways, yeah, so the British boys... I tagged along during the day quite a bit. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, that's, yeah. that's what I... Was there a, a difference you observed in ages of people's resilience? Uh, no, not for me. Mm. Perhaps I was, I was uh, um, with a few French girls who are similar age and a few British girls who are similar age, and we pretty much, yeah, possibly the, with our age group in the 50s, mm-hmm. um, more resilient, more just keep our head down and just keep going mm-hmm. rather than stopping, and yeah, that's all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not as much <laughs> with the boys. Yeah. yeah. As you said, um, you went over two nights, what was the start time? I forgot. 12 p.m. 12 p.m. Or a.m. A.m. Like yeah. midnight. Yeah, midnight. Wow. <laughs> yeah, midnight, pitch black. Wow. Um, um, so yeah. that puts you on your feet a long time. Yes, yes. Jeez. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So had you planned to try and sleep during this event or had you planned to go push through? No, I just pushed through. I, yeah. never, I didn't have any plan to sleep or anything like that. Yeah. They do have sleep stations, mm. um, but no... I think if you lie down, you just won't get up. So that's, that's <laughs> yeah. me. 
but during the race we do have huddles of groups of people and just have a little sleep. Yeah, I saw a brilliant um, (laughs) photograph you sent me of uh, people just sleeping on the hillside, self-made sleep station in beautiful sunshine. Yeah, micro-sleeps, yeah. 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 (laughs) That looked fantastic. So what impact did sleep deprivation have for you? I pretty much when I'm hiking uphill, my rest is close my eyes, you know, when it's safe to, and that's the micro-sleep, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. yeah. So, uh, next time I might try and plan a few sleeps here and there, Yeah. you know, just micro-sleeps. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you find, from the lack of nutrition, that you were falling asleep on your feet? Lack of energy. I was falling asleep, and I'm aware of it too. Yeah. It's amazing how your brain can just switch on and say, "Hey, you can't, you know, you can't literally sleep now. <laughs> um, you can have micro sleep, but you can't, you know, you yeah. have to be on your feet." Yeah. 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 Uh, now I was a dot watching you in this event, and I could see your speed and see how much you were slowing down, and I know how fast you usually are. So I was thinking oh my goodness, like it must be so tough. She must be having a real time of it. But you were consistently gaining lots of places. So I was looking at how slow for Hoa, Hoa is very fast, but slow for you and yet you were just advancing on the field consistently. Um, So, yeah, what did you see others around you going through as you are going past them? Interesting question. <laughs> I don't really look at other people. Yeah. I just usually put my head down and, and grind it. Um, but I think they, some people do stop at A stations for a long time, mm-hmm. especially at a 93k mark where people would be lying down sleeping in a nice warm A station with heaters and mats to sleep on and I think that's what does it yeah I think your brain just stops and then either you have longer stay at the A station and then so therefore you slow down that's pretty much in and out Mm. my A station yeah did passing people give you motivation you say you don't really look at other people but did it give you a bit of a sense of go 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 as you know it doesn't no no i'm not i I don't think my character is in that way of race race mode Mm. i'm not a race mode person i i I tend to tag along person character if you know what i mean yeah if someone's struggling beside me i would try and encourage them to come with me as well yeah and vice versa i'm hoping yeah um so yeah i uh, it's, that's what trail running is about. I think mm. that's what Aldris is about. Yeah. It's about being with each other and tagging each other along. Yeah. yeah. You have wore that weight vest and all that training, and did it help? Yes, it does. Yeah. It feels so good. <laughs> yeah. It's simple, so light, just light. Yeah. yeah. It make, it does make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I never thought a vest I would would be my type of training but yeah I rec- highly recommend it actually yeah it was Mick Kite who was recommended yeah. to me yeah so it, it probably made training a bit more miserable it yeah, does it was, but it pays off as I say was the trade-off worth it <laughs> definitely definitely yeah. yes <laughs> uh, 
If you had known exactly what you were in for, what would you have done differently in your training? Um, oh, LFA, um, our attitude and elevation wise, our attitude sickness wise, mm. I don't think I can do anything much for it. No. No, there isn't, unless you, you know, go to attitude training, whatever, but that's a little bit stretch. Yeah. Or just ordinary runner, you know. Yeah. Um, to participate in. Um, perhaps I think nutrition is another one I need to fix. Um, perhaps more solids, if I need to eat more solids yeah. in the beginning of the race. I think it was a bit of fatigue, uh, flavour fatigue as well. Like we just sweet stuff? Yeah. yeah so more savoury? Yeah, maybe yeah. too savoury. Um, I think I did eat, I drink too much infinite in the first 50k as well so there's um mm. fatigue kind of um, issue with flavors as well um i did say i would never do it again which i was definitely mm -hmm. believed that i wasn't going to do it again but the, a week later i'm thinking well you know what i need to go back and fix it you know yeah. it's, it's a problem that needs to be fixed yeah yeah <laughs> So Funny, I, I did notice earlier in the podcast you said next time and I made a mental note to go, oh, well, next time, huh? <laughs> yeah, I, I would do it again to, yeah. to fix the problem. Yeah. Because, you know, it just, it kills you when you can't fix a problem. Yeah. Like I said before, if there's a problem, you try and fix it and there's always an alternative and you can't have alternative, then there has to be something to yeah. fix it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So I mean, I know that feeling. I just did my fourth hyphen, and the main motivator was to finish feeling healthy, to kind of make up for yeah. not having had that in previous events. That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's this so. itch you got to scratch. Yes. Yeah. Um, and recovery-wise, I mean, I fixed that problem a couple of years back anyway. You know, you're training up so that you recover faster and you get going again. So I've done that. Yeah. Quite well. So if you can't really train for altitude in Adelaide have you been looking more into how to cope with altitude sickness and what to do about it because usually I mean the main cure is yeah. to get lower um, yes <laughs> which sounds like you can't do no, you can't do that no. um, I mean there's altitude tents and things yeah. but there's yeah. varying reports on efficacy particularly the way people use them and... no you can't do that I mean, you can't go there a week early and try and climatise. Mm -hmm. That could be... Stay you know, up high. Yes, stay up high. higher. Maybe yep. stay up, you know, and just, um, yeah, climatise that Sacrifice way. a little bit of the post holiday. Yes, day. <laughs> yes, you could. Yeah. Um, but I'm not serious enough to do anything like that. <laughs> you know, I'm just doing it for fun, so... Yeah. Um, I mean, I could confront the same issue again and cannot solve the problem. Mm-hmm. So, hey, you know. That um, means you'll be going off to France forever. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's the way it goes sometimes. Yeah, yeah. You know, just, sometimes you just throw it in the air and see how it goes and then you go with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's still asking, asking, answering. No. <laughs> it's still in my mind actually yeah. how to fix it. So mm. I'll uh, think about it. <laughs> Will it definitely be tedious if you go back or...? I like to do the big one, the um, UTMB. Yeah. Um, if not, then perhaps the TDS. Yeah. Yeah. 
I think just logistically it's very hard to get into the event. Yes, yes. it is quite hard. Yes. Um, it's, it's luck. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there's the other ones around, you know. There's, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at uh, Switzerland, which is the week after UTMB. There's another one that's quite a nice one to do. Yeah. So there's always alternatives. Yeah. 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 Mm. Uh, were you happy with your gear or were there things that you wish you had brought with you or that you were carrying that you didn't want to carry? <laughs> no, I was happy with that. Yeah, yeah, very happy. Um, a fair mandatory gear is quite still quite basic anyway. Mm-hmm. It's like any ultras that we do in, in, in um, Australia. Mm. Um, probably a bit less in a way because <laughs> it depends on weather. Yeah. You know, they've got hot weather gear and cold weather gear and storm weather gear. Mm. So they activate it the day before. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So. So nothing you wish you had. No. No. Not really. You make use of drop bags. Oh uh, well, I've got one drop bag. One drop uh, bag. So you're pretty much carrying everything with you. Wow. Oh yeah. For how many hours you're doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So one drop bag. So is the expectation that you're really getting your fluid and food top ups from the aid station? Aid station. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit unhappy with A stations this time round. Mm. Actually, the food was in variety enough uh, for for us. Yeah, if you can't me. have drop bags to provide your that's own right. food, yeah, you'd want so their food to be really good. So, what it. was on offer? Uh, well, comparing to previous years that I know of, um, they didn't really have. They have fruit, but not fresh enough. You know that kind of thing. Um, I mean, what like salami sausages and dark chocolate and cheese which we're not accustomed to anyway no um yeah not a lot and they don't have a lot of um in terms of hydration like electrolytes and stuff like we do in our local yeah races that we have yeah um so it's a bit yeah yeah um so does that mean if you went again you'd what, take more salt oh, tablets probably, because they wouldn't be as much bulk yeah, I usually yeah. do anyway. I do okay. tablets, electrolytes anyway. Yeah. So that's my common yeah. thing anyway. So I don't have to carry too much. Mm. Um, anyways, yeah. it's capsules. Um, so yeah, those things. Um, yeah. It's like we, like with Heisen, we had like infinite, no, not infinite. So tailwind. Infinite. <laughs> tailwind, sorry, tailwind. <laughs> and all that, you yeah. can pretty much, don't need to carry much with you. Mm. You just top up and you go. But over there, you pretty much carry everything with you if yeah. you want um, your own stuff. Yeah. 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 Which, for that Which distance and length uh, of time and the tiny right. packs, it's Which a is, challenge. Um, so we are, <laughs> you know, we appreciate our races, in local races and Australian races, because we do have a stations that stopped up everything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Multiple drop bags. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> so were there any interesting adventures or things that happened along the way, little stories. Little stories. I mean, like local. I don't know what's the local farm animals there, or oh, anything like that. The cows are beautiful cows. Yeah. yeah, they look healthy. They just yeah, beautiful. They're happy. They've got lots of space. Um, I'm talking about like above two thousand meters here, the cows. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I think, well, you know. Um, yeah, so when I came when you know, when I came back, I just don't want to eat beef. Because <laughs> the cows are so beautiful and yeah. yeah, healthy and 
Yeah, that's the only thing that I kind of like. That's yeah. for myself anyway. Um, the trays were beautiful. Like, it's just stunning. Um, everywhere, every corner that you turn is just beautiful. So Yeah. And people, runners are, all, are from all over the world, you know. Um, and um, funny about that because they don't talk too much. Is is other, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, because of the English barrier or, mm. or the language barrier. But uh, I try to look for the British and the um, and Australians to talk to because we we wear um, um, flags oh, on our um, yeah on our vests, so you know who's who. That's that's good. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, there's a few Aussies. Yeah. So did you go through like local villages? Yeah, the local villages are good. Yeah. yeah. So um, Boyfort, I like Boyfort. I didn't see it during the day, but um, I'll probably go back and like to stay up there and explore a little bit um, because it's high, um, high altitude um, mm. town. Mm. That's where we go through 93k, that's the mark where yeah. a lot of DNFs happen. Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. I yes. forgot to look up before. Like what, Beaufort, do you know what the yeah. DNF rate was? Or um, approximately? I think it was um, 50, 40%. 40%. DNF, so that's pretty high. Yeah. Don't know why. It's incredibly high. Don't know why. Perhaps it's because of COVID and people didn't have time to train, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I just, yeah. Because it wasn't unseasonal high. weather or anything like that. Was no, it? the weather yeah. was beautiful. Oh, it was spring. Oh, it's perfect weather. Yeah. So yeah. it wasn't weather. So I don't know. No. Don't know the reason why. Yeah. But um, St. Bork, Maurice, is another town that's really nice. It's a 50k uh, mark. I went through there like early in the morning, breakfast time, and that's yeah. quite a nice town. So I like to visit that town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's I don't have it's it's un, uneventful simply because I was struggling a little bit. Mm. Um. So you just kind of like focus within yourself, which is quite egocentric, really. Because <laughs> you well, you yeah. Know, if you're fatigued and you're tired and you're suffering, so. It's pretty much the self in thing. Survival mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you that's are the survival focus. mode. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, that's, that was the mode. Yeah, but um, those views made it worth it in the end. It worth was. the suffering. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> given how much you've gone about the suffering, that says a lot about the views. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 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 So, what was recovery like when you pushed your body so far beyond its available energy, mm, like mm. more than you've done in any event and. Um, yeah, because you were out on a hike two days later. Yep. You ran Justin in yep. the last 13K of UTMB, yes. which included 700 metres elevation, yes. the 13K, yes. uh, four days later and called it a fun trot. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then you did three massive like hikes three days in a row yes. after that. So I'm yes. assuming not too bad. Yeah, pretty but, good. Uh, yeah. 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 The first 24 hours was a bit sore yeah. and I couldn't eat much either. I don't know. Once again, it's probably... Fatigue and you know, um, but yeah, two days later was fine. Yeah, we just my goal is to recover good and yeah, get moving again. Yeah, yeah. so you're saying your legs felt great and the heels training and the weight vest training really helped your legs. So yeah, despite everything you went through, your body was actually good. Yeah, yeah. it was. Yeah, yeah. But my clothes is a little bit loose. <laughs> yeah. 
So it was burning quite a lot still. That would be interesting to get that statistic. Yeah, it was pre-weight, post-weight. <laughs> yes, it was burning quite a lot because you can feel your your clothes is a bit loose. Wow. Uh, even a week after, or two weeks after, so that tells you a lot. Yeah. yeah, it'll be interesting to get bloods done straight after as well. So yeah, it would tell. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah. That would be interesting. Um, so. What was it like hiking the area instead of being in a race afterwards in that holiday oh, week? Nice. Mm. Just nice. Just taking the views. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, recover-wise, my legs were fine, so I enjoyed it more. Mm. I mean, if I wasn't that great, then I probably won't enjoyed it more. Yeah. So did you find that the crowds dispersed or I guess UTMB was still a few days after yours because it would have been so busy where you were. It was busy, yeah. yeah. Apparently um, they said it was 20,000 people in the town including supporters and families and you know friends and all that in the town so yeah that was yeah pretty full on. Yeah <laughs> yeah. So we Always. all see like videos of the UTMB start yeah. and it's yeah just sardines yeah. in a can all through streets it takes so yeah. long for everyone to yes, get past yeah, the start yeah, arch yeah. what's what was the tedious start like um that was midnight in um, Comiera, which is italy but um it was crowded but not as crowded as yeah. the, the big one to utmb because it yeah. started at 6 p.m so yeah. everyone's out having dinner and yeah. all that so that that went where the that time is where the crowds actually yeah. um, quite big compared to other races yeah yeah because um, I kind of I look at things like that and I you know it looks very exciting but then the reality of being squished when yeah, it's so busy yeah, and then yeah. you end up out on single trails yes, behind these massive caterpillars of people yes um, did you was, have that yeah, yeah it was like uh, pretty much six seven hours of just hiking right next to each other. Yeah. That goes COVID, yeah. Um, <laughs> there's no COVID in there. <laughs> it's finished, it's gone back yeah. to normal. But yeah, it was pretty much right next to each other, hiking up, um, with, you can't move. Yeah. yeah. And then you just have to you accept that accept. that's the situation. That's yeah. right, that's right. <laughs> and then when you're up top high and the, the trail's getting wider and you can disperse yourself and yeah. make up the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So... My next question was the one about you said you'd never do it again, and you were serious about it. I was serious. <laughs> so about obviously it, yes. we've addressed that. Or yes. you weren't that serious about it. Well, I was you were in the moment. I was in the moment. It was for it lasted for a week. So yeah. That's, yeah. that's a long time to say that you might do it again. Yeah. yeah. It's usually about two days is max. Yeah. <laughs> so are there any other plans? in your future, things you are looking forward to doing? Uh, yeah, um, I signed up for Thailand in December to do the um, 100K, so it's much more or less the case <laughs> this time yeah. around. Um, still it, over 6,000 metres um, elevation, so it is high mm-hmm. still. So I'm still chasing elevation now with training. Yeah, and humid? A little bit humid, it's up in the mountains, so in Chiang Mai. So hopefully in December it's a little bit cooler. Yeah. Uh, but hey, that's try running. It doesn't matter. You just go cope with it. You know, go with it on the day. So. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think 
it's an event that other people should give a crack. Um, it is actually hardcore. For me to call it hardcore, it's, um, it's hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll challenge people to do it because it's, it's hard. But, you know, um, it's not like a romantic race yeah. like, you know, other ones that you do. Um, it's designed for that. Yeah. So I would challenge people to look at it. I'm sure there's a few boys out there that, or girls, would like to have a look yeah um, it's a challenge mm. yeah. for sure yeah. Yeah. well congratulations again on pushing through particularly yes. in very very extreme circumstances mind you dnf wasn't in in the plan no. at all no never did you ever worry about your can. safety with what was happening with your body i was keeping it in check mm-hmm. i was keeping it in check so um is you just you just know your body, yeah. And you just keep it in check. So yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> mm. Were there were there people at the aid stations, like medical staff, checking on people? Yes, they were. They yeah. were. They would keep an eye on you. Yeah, mm-hmm. they would look at you, and I think they professionals enough to um, to see. Mm-hmm. Is the professional eyes that see who's struggling and would need some attention yeah so um yeah <laughs> yeah it wasn't yeah maybe only thing i would would put out of the race is if my legs weren't working and yeah yeah and that was the only thing and it wasn't in my mind either which is quite an interesting mode as well yeah that's a given you'll finish it, yeah but, keep moving on if, if the, your legs and your mind don't let you go then that's it yeah yeah so. well thank you so much for your time today thanks for coming in uh, as always I'll put links to everything we've mentioned in the show notes so if you want to look up the event and check it out and see what you think see if you're up for super tough sadistic course design yeah. <laughs> cool Thanks, Howard. Thank you. Summer is around the corner and 2023 events are popping up on the socials. If you have some 2023 running goals that you would love support in making a reality, get in touch with me at Stepping Stone Coaching. The link is in the show notes. From beginner to ultra runner, I'll help you take the next steps in your running future. Happy trails, everyone. (laughs)